What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. How are we doing, my BK fam? How are we feeling? How has this pollen been treating us? I mean, spring is back and in full effect. Now, the spring that we recognize doesn't start until like the 20th or something, but the weather kind of spring has already started. And let me tell you, the pollen is ridiculous. I will not be washing my car the whole entire time. So my car's new color is about to be yellow. I know that's so sad, so tragic. Boo hoo hoo. It'll get washed when the rain comes and rinses it off because there is no way I will be washing my car every single day. Although I'm not looking forward to the allergies. Nope, not looking forward to the allergies, not looking forward to the bees and wasp and just the humming noises in my ear. Like, is this something that's going to sting me or is this like a bumblebee that could give two flying craps about me? You never know. And I don't really have time to figure it out. I'm going to swat it away and get away from it. All right. So I don't really know what you guys missed about the spring. I guess hot weather, blah, 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 blah. I didn't miss it. (laughs) I am a fall winter kind of girl I did not miss this weather although I am happy for people who suffer with seasonal depression I am very very happy that it's warming up the days are a little longer it's been killing me in the morning though like it's early in the morning but then the light is bright and I think like oh crap am I late and it's like oh no no you're not you're right on time it's just super bright out Hello, Jesus light, super early in the morning. So yeah, for the people who suffer with seasonal depression, happy for you. But for me, all I can think about is the sweat. I'm going to feel like I need six showers a day, depending on the kind of heat that we have. Oh God, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for the humidity. I can't freaking wait. But in other news, it is International Women's Month. Let's go, ladies. Let's go. So we get a whole month dedicated to us now, you know, kind of like Black History Month. <laughs> between being black and being a woman ooh we you gotta love being in this country we are totally loved and celebrated at least for a month right right so i just want to give a special shout out to all my women remember you are beautiful you are doing the darn thing whether it's in motherhood whether it's in career whether it's just on a personal level of just trying to be a better person where whether it's spiritual and trying to get closer to god and build your relationship with god i see you i'm rooting for you go women go go women go go women go go women go it may be a man's world but remember it is nothing without a woman okay okay Let's talk about the Mississippi House bill that many are referring to as reinstating the Jim Crow era, because that's just what we need for Jim Crow to be back, right? If you haven't heard of Jim Crow, look it up. It's a part of American history, but so much of African-American history is trying to be wiped away. I wouldn't be surprised if the younger generation hasn't heard of it. If you're an older generation, you lived through it. So of course, you know, but for everybody new and upcoming, I am not surprise. Now, I have this article that I wanted to bring up, but it is locking up on me at this very moment, which is why we always have a backup article. And here we go. So basically, it is this bill that has been passed, at least in the Mississippi State House. And um, it's House Bill 1020, and it has to go to the Senate to be voted on. And I don't think at this time of recording that it's been voted on yet to make it official, but it would have things such as 
a separate court system for part of the state's capital city with judges appointed by the state chief justice in the area under the system's jurisdiction patrolled by a state-run police force. Does this not give you like Hunger Games or some kind of vibes? It kind of does for me. Most of the areas impacted are more the more predominantly white neighborhoods of the city. The state representative who proposed the legislation has said the bill is necessary to address rising crime, but opponents have slammed it as a racially motivated and branded it as an updated version of the Jim Crow law. All right. So here are three things. And the this article kind of did like three main things that this bill would be doing or problems that people are having with it too. So opponents of the bill say it brings back the Jim Crow era. Here's how. All right. So a lot of black leaders and community members have been crying, doing outcries and pours about this bill over the past couple of weeks. And they come from a community that is more than 80% black. And according to the U.S. Census Bureau, and they have elected their own judges for years. All right. The Hines County Circuit Court, which currently has jurisdiction over that county that is located in Jackson. It is composed of four judges who are elected by voters in the community to their positions. But the legislation states that the chief justice of the Mississippi Supreme Court would appoint each judge for the new court system to a four year term. The current chief justice is a white conservative first appointed by former GOP governor Haley Barber, if that's how I say your last name. I'm sorry. And the state-run Capitol Police are responsible for patrolling in and around state government buildings downtown. But this legislation would expand their jurisdiction to include wealthy wealthy shopping and residential areas. Um, The mayor, well, is he the mayor? It says Jackson mayor. Yeah, the Jackson mayor has been a top opponent for the plan and it will put a white Republican state official in charge of choosing the judges overseeing a heavily Democratic leaning city with mostly black black residents, at least until the current chief justice retires. All right. Another thing I'm going to skip around. Another thing that they saw was the bill. They're using this and saying that it's supposed to address the rise in crime. So state representative Terry Lamar, who was a Republican, is was the principal author of this bill. He has rejected claims that it has racial motivation at all. And he is pointing to the fact that it is supposed to help address rising crime in the state's capital city. Um, he told the Times in an interview that he wants to tackle the rising crime rates and backlog in the city's court systems hearing cases. He said there is absolutely Quote, this is absolutely nothing about House Bill 1020. When I say nothing, I mean absolutely zero that is racially motivated, end quote. Um, he also went to refer to how Jackson had the highest murder rate of any major U.S. city last year, despite the number of homicides dropping from the previous year. Um, critics have said that the area will be covered by the new court system and that the expanded jurisdiction of the police force already had the lowest crime rate of any other area in Jackson. The police force was originally given its jurisdiction in current area areas to add to the Jackson Jackson police instead of replacing them. Okay. So the Times reported that Lamar and other supporters of the bill have noted that the area of legislation would affect would still be 55% African-American, but most black residents of the city would still be left out of the new district because Jackson's white population is very small. 
Um, Lamar even said during a debate on the state house floor that he is only interested in making Jackson safer. And he spoke to several Hine County residents about the bill before introducing it. Now, I would like to know, did you speak to like, what were the races of the residents that you spoke to? Were they all predominantly white? Were they predominantly black? How did you word this to the residents? No matter whether they were white or black, like, and then there's just more than white and black people in like Mississippi. I know it may be kind of a surprise, but was was your target audience like when you really ran this by the people who live there did you run it by everybody or a select few and what is the way that you worded it this is the way that I these are the questions that I have that I'm curious to another thing um one of the multiple state efforts to increase influence over Jackson. The bill is not only effort for Mississippi officials to further involve the state in Jackson's affairs. The state Senate passed a bill last month that would set up a regional board to govern the city's water system, which has had difficulties over recent months in ensuring clean water that is safe to drink and used for other purposes to get the city's roughly 150,000 residents. The failure of the city's main water treatment plant toward the end of the summer has caused some residents to go up to weeks without tap water to use. So State Senator David Parker, who's a Republican who proposed the bill, said the board is necessary to ensure the water is safe because the situation is limiting the state's economic development. The crisis has been a black eye on the city of Jackson, he said, but it's also been a problem for the state as a whole. Um, and so forth and so on. So basically there's a whole lot more details that you guys can go look up and look into. And the other article was going to break it down a little more, but I guess because I had done my research on it and read it so much, they wanted me to subscribe and pay for it. And that's not happening when there's too much free information out there, <laughs> especially about this bill. Now, like I said, it hasn't been passed yet at the time that I'm recording this, but it was passed in the House. It hasn't been voted and passed on in the Senate to, I guess, make it official. Um, I think it's a slippery slope. I think you have to be very careful. I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, fix this water system. They've been having problems with their water, but I don't think you need to limit the districts. And, you know, I do kind of agree with a lot of other leaders who are saying that this could be the blueprint for a lot of Republican states on how to control um, the outcome of certain elections or control how laws and stuff or how their city is governed. And the way that their city is governed may not reflect all of its citizens or even majority of the citizens that live in specific areas. And that can and will become a problem. I mean, we look at that with the regular presidential debates all the time. You vote for the lesser of the two evils and you pray that they address the issues in the community because you're supposed to be a president for everybody, not just for one specific party or one specific entity or group but yet at the same time you know that a lot of them lean towards one side or literally cater to a specific target and it may not always be the target that voted and got them in the office in the first place so I do think it's something to watch out for there have been so many different efforts between Florida uh Governor Ron DeSantis with trying to ban black history ban certain books and do different things now I think he came after Disney he's making them pay taxes because they had a problem with the don't say gay bill or whatever like y'all they are trying to take us back to the old days and we have to fight for it. I said this on our Red Alert episode with My Body, My Choice. I'm not going to turn this into a full Red Alert episode, but this is a problem and we must pay attention. Georgia was already trying to uh, redistrict and make sure they limit um, 
access to people being able to vote and trying to change the rules on mail-in voting and like everything like states were trying to send people to jail for giving water to people standing in line to vote like what kind of sick country what kind of sick place what kind of sick world do we live in like is power that big of a deal to you or the illusion of power because at the end of the day you're not even in full control like let's just be for real but if it gives you the illusion if it makes your nuts hang a little lower like what is it if it makes your boobs pop up because there are some crooked women who are playing along with this stuff too we just got to do better as a whole we got to do better as a society so like i said this is not a full-blown red alert episode but this is a red alert segment pay attention to what is happening in mississippi definitely pay attention to what is already been signed into law and what else this man is going to try to sign into law in florida and we got to be careful because in a minute we won't be able to travel to certain states if they take us back too too far back in time because i'll be darned if i'm putting my life on the line for these states especially a state like mississippi or hell even a state like florida like they fine and all but they ain't that great it'd be a lot of like cuckoo stuff that'd be happening in florida sorry for the people that listen to me in florida all of you guys are not cuckoo absolutely not i'm not saying that at all but there are some very interesting things that happen in florida on a regular basis but i mean i feel like we can find some very interesting weird things that happen in any state right so be alert be on the lookout for that okay guys pay attention I read this post that said someone's toxic traits are usually the opposite of their love language, and it actually kind of made sense. So I took a screenshot, and I'm going to read it to you guys. So this is a person's toxic traits being the opposite of their love language, and it really kind of makes sense. So for acts of service, the toxic trait is not asking for help. Love language, acts of service. Toxic trait, isolating. (laughs) we know I love to do that my love language to fix it quality time as we know that's my top love language um toxic trait avoidance love language physical touch toxic trait uh impulsive shopping love language gift giving toxic trait going silent Mm, another one of my good ones uh love language words of affirmation and you know i'm pretty sure there are others where the different love languages can apply but that is a very cool kind of different way to look at it or at least i thought so (laughs) was to think about a person's toxic trait and think about what a solution would be like what is the solution in the love language um because sometimes our toxic traits although obviously not good and not healthy, let us know what we're missing, what we're needing, what we're crying out for attention for or something. So a person's toxic trait may not always be the worst. And then again, it may not always be that way. It just may be like a, a check-in sign like, hey, I feel like I'm lacking this in this area or the story that I'm telling myself is making me behave this way because of dot, 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 dot. It can kind of help get to the root, but then not just get to the root, come up with a positive solution. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that should be something that you guys should try. So think about some of your toxic traits or think about some of your friends or if you're in a romantic relationship or even your parents or something, parent to child, child to parent, um grandparent to grandchild anything auntie cousins any relationship that you have in your life think about one of their toxic traits right think about what their love language is or think about some of their toxic traits and think about if you apply a specific type of love language can it help solve the problem can it help 
bring you guys closer? Can it help the toxic trait go away altogether? Right? So I think it's something cool to try out. And I wonder what you guys think. Try it. Let me know. Do you think that uh, that's a helpful solution to a person's toxic trait by trying to apply a love language? Have you guys ever received a vision from God or even multiple visions? It places a fire. I mean, a fire down in your heart, but you just don't know how to make it all happen. Ah, I'm going through that literally right now. Is that my first time going through it? Absolutely not. But has the fire been reignited in my spirit and in my heart? Oh yeah, absolutely. So here are my thoughts on it. I guess it's a good thing like that you don't have to have it all figured out, right? Because if I had to have it all figured out, number one, I don't. Number two, I don't think I ever will. Number three, I think I'm going to constantly be trying to figure out this thing called life and the people in my life and myself. And it's okay because I'm going to be changing. I'm going to be evolving. And life is always going to be lifing, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. So the good thing is, is that we don't have to have it all figured out and everything will still somehow come together and work out for our good. I do love that. So God will never give you a vision that doesn't seem out of reach because you wouldn't need faith to make it happen. If it was something that I could get done, it would be just like a little baby goal. I could get it. I wouldn't even really need to check in. I could check in with him, but would I really need to? Not necessarily, especially if I can do it in my own will or especially if I have the means to have the money to solve it and I don't even have to have faith for provision of the money. You know, like I wouldn't really need him. So I think that is part of the reason he gives us visions that's so much bigger than us, so much bigger than um just even us working with just like one other person like it's gonna take true faith and true vision to really make it come to life the best things we put in this earth will glorify him I do believe that God keeps showing me all these different things and I write them down and I make them plain I tell a few because only trusted sources right or if I even remember to share honestly I have so many ideas that come to my head and that are I have so many thoughts that are running through my head all the time that I may write them down but I may forget to share or I may not even come up because maybe I've shared some of it and I forgot to share the other part but I mean when it comes to my head I'll say it then if I you know feel like it or whatever so some of the things that God has shown me and um has expanded details on stuff for previous visions he's already given me is literally adding on to the fire in my chest and in my spirit. He's revealed so many great things and big things, big, big things that are not about fame, but are about truly, truly helping people and collaboration and helping other people make their visions come true. Like it's not just about me. It's not just about me. The visions that God has given me is not just about me. It's for people in my life. It's for people that are not even necessarily close to me, but it's like I've seen certain things or whatever. I can see them like building on certain projects and different things that they're doing. It is not just about me. And again, all the the best things that we do on this earth will glorify God in the end. So it can't be about me if it's going to glorify him in the first place. And um. So all while God gets the glory, obviously, that 
can happen outside of the church. And it's a very important point because people think God gave me a vision or God gave me a gift and it has to be strictly um, held to being used for the church. And that is not the case. We are to invade every single aspect of this world, secular church, whatever, right? Every single area. We should be penetrating every area and sector of the world. People think that God can't use his kids, us in the entertainment and music and medical and podcasting and media events and just so, so much more. We can use our gifts outside of the church. In fact, he wants us to. If we only kept it for the church, it's kind of cult-like behavior, right? His babies are everywhere. We're all his babies. Whether you want to accept him as a father or not, we're all his babies. All right. And he wants the best for all of us. And how can we save people in the other industries if we're only keeping it and hoarding it for the church? That's not what it's for. Our gifts are for our um, our sectors, our streets, as PD would say. We have to pick the street. Well, and the streets may change depending on the season, but we have certain streets that God has called us to walk on. And we're going to do that if we choose to. And it's not always keep it for the church. The gifts are for everybody. The gifts are for any area, any audience, wherever God has called you to use the gift, use the gift. Don't think it has to be strictly for the church. All right. And it's also, it's a gift or whatever, and the visions that we get and our purposes, but it's also not to push God down people's throat, like an unhealthy way. Like this is the Bible, read it. You're going to hell if you do this. Good works would be the only way to get into heaven. That's not true. That's not true. And he made it that way on purpose. So you can never get up there or get to him right now, currently, before you even get to heaven and be like, God, I've done all these great things. I've given back. I've done this, blah, 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 blah. You're not even doing it with the right intentions because you're doing it to make sure you don't get in trouble or you're doing it to make sure that this is my um, golden ticket to get into heaven. Like, no, baby. Like, of course, do good. (laughs) Be good to each other. But that's not your golden ticket to get into heaven that ain't it if that was it everybody would be a lot better a lot better i wouldn't say everybody but a lot of people would be a lot better if good deeds and good works is what gave us the access to heaven you're getting in there he loves you enough he's not even like that like that's kind of like human nature i feel like we project on a god humans to do some stuff like that regular parents may do some stuff like that regular friends and relationships may do stuff like that but god ain't doing that like he loves us beyond the things that we can do. I mean, he knows we we can do. He gave us the ability, duh. He knows uh, what we can tap into, what we haven't even touched yet, which just scratching the surface. He knows it all. So, I mean, I think he's proud of us, but it's not to say like it's the end all be all with um, just to be overly impressed about what we can do. He know, he put it in us. <laughs> okay, so again, it's not for us to push God down people's throats in an unhealthy way. He gives us a choice to come to him. He gives us a choice to love him. He gives us a choice to choose him. He gives us a choice to be obedient. And sometimes we as humans don't always give each other the choice. We think we give each other the choice, but we do it passive aggressively or we do it through a form of manipulation or we give people an ultimatum. It's this or that. Okay, both cannot apply. It's it's me or nothing. It's me over them, you know, or it's this over that. Like we do that, but God gives us the choice to choose him. And if we don't, he still loves us, but he's a gentleman about it. He's not going to force himself 
on to us. And that is something that I really, really, really love about God and just admire and respect. And I'm grateful that he does that. And I try to use that model with any relationship and interaction that I have in my life. If you want to be here, great. If I want you here, great. If we want each other here, great. Let it be mutually beneficial. Um, but let it be a choice, not by force. And, you know, I think that just, I'm big on natural. Like if it's natural, it just flows so much better than forced stuff. So again, it's our purpose and our goal is to simply live our lives, not perfectly, but progressively, hopefully fulfilling our God given purposes. So I'm just been taking it one day at a time, guys. And just working and connecting with the people we're supposed to. And we're supposed to be letting his spirit, the Holy Spirit, lead us in every way and everything. Letting people feel God after experiencing us as people. Like when you're in a room with a person and they be like, mm, I don't know what you believe in or who you believe in, but I'm a little curious now. Even if they're like not jumping overboard and be like, yes, this is what I want to do. Go Jesus. You know, it's just like. Hmm, that's kind of cool. Or mm, I got a little mm, and I got a little chill. I got a little warm, fuzzy feeling. I'm I'm curious. I'm interested. I'm curious in a God that makes you feel this good. I'm curious in a God that makes you forgive in this way. I'm curious in a God that helps you love yourself or love others better. Like I'm kind of curious. Like that's a good thing for them to feel. God before they necessarily feel us or at least feel his presence after experiencing us as people. So leaving a good taste in their mouth and not a bad one. And all I got to say is I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I keep telling God to show me how, show me God. I am your vessel because again, these visions is like, he already gave me some, he gives me bits and pieces during different times. And I write them down and I try to connect them all. And I would also encourage that with like dreams. If God has been speaking to you through different signs, write the signs down, write the dreams down. And they may they may not make sense now, but if you go back and read and try to put it together, it may, the whole message may come together. So I would suggest that as well. Um, and part of me thinks he reignited the fire because time is getting closer to making it come into fruition. I do believe that. He has not forgotten me. I tell God all the time, this can't be all you've called me to do. This can't be all my life will have to show for. It can't be with the things you've shown me. Like he's shown me so, so much. And with me continuously learning and growing in my relationship with God, I just know this isn't it. I know that God can do big things, all things that's unimaginable, that's beyond the ability for my human brain to even comprehend. And I just know that we're getting closer and closer each day. And I will not take it for granted. I will be ready. <laughs> I will be ready. So thank you, Lord, for trusting me. I hope I make you proud daily. And the perfect verse that came to my mind was John thirteen seven, And this is the NIV version. The scripture says, Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing. But later, you will understand. I heard of this exercise where you put a picture of your younger self on the mirror. 
And every time you talk to yourself, you remember the him or her inside of you. That's who you're speaking to. That's part of the reason you're doing it for. If you say anything ugly, you look at the picture as if you're speaking to your younger self or even in a positive light by giving yourself advice of encouragement or different encouragement that you need. A tangible exercise that reminds us to be aware of ourselves and how we treat us. So what do you guys think? Would you try it? I thought it was a you know, a different, interesting, tangible exercise that would be kind of cool. I haven't done it, but, you know, it kind of reminds me of being Mary Jane where she put the affirmations on the post-it notes and she put it all over the mirror and all over the house. I do know people that do that and it can be helpful to just remind yourself. I think daily affirmations are very important, just like being grateful on a daily basis is very important. We have a lot of voices that come from all areas and sometimes the most negative voice isn't even from the outside. It's from the way we speak to ourselves. It's the thoughts and the negative thoughts that we allow about ourselves. We don't even need, sometimes we don't even need other people to beat us up. We beat ourselves up enough. And then on top of that, allow other people to beat us up. And we're just doing a double whammy. And it's just not okay. (laughs) It's not okay. So let's love ourselves and let's just be kinder and nicer to ourselves. And why not try it out? You know, like I said, it's good to be grateful. It's good to practice because what you think you start to believe and you start to manifest. So if you keep thinking negative, you're going to see yourself in a negative light. You're going to manifest this negativity in your life. Uh, 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 Nope. Nope. Not for my BK fam. We are manifesting positivity. We are manifesting love. We are manifesting the spirit of excellence. Will we be perfect? Absolutely not but gosh darn it, we'll get as close to it as possible. We are manifesting the fruits of the spirit. We are manifesting our purposes. We are manifesting um, being on the right path, being connected with the right people, growing in our faith. If you believe in God, growing closer with him, not seeing him and put human... um, put human characteristics on him, but really, truly seeing and understanding God for who he is to the best of our human ability. And we're just doing better and being better. So if you need that exercise, or if you want to try that exercise, find a younger picture of yourself, put it on the mirror, say nice things to him or her and remind yourself or give yourself the advice you needed to hear. Look at your older self and be like, I'm proud of you. Here you were, here you are now. And if you're not happy with where you are, look at that little girl or little boy, get a picture of you smiling and happy and remind yourself I'm doing it for them which in essence is doing it for you. And anytime you need the reminder, look at the picture, have the picture there is no big deal. Try it. All right. So that's all the time that we have on Blink Canvas for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys were informed about something new, like the BS that's going down in Mississippi or some really cool exercises like this one that help us just be better and feel better. I love, love, love you guys. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye. Heavy to society with the 
the levees, trying to daddy, solid killer, hard to daddy, most killers had no daddy, daddy. That's just what it be in my community. We got no unity. Dark skin wanna ruin me. I'm speaking fluently. So just listen. Blank times. Blank times.